Okay, Pasha Shmoy's tough shin pay dullard. I've been really giving this year for a long time. This is my permitsa Pasha, as we just said. Um, okay, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna start with a whole bunch of questions, and Bezwath Hashem will answer them all. Okay, first question: What is with Basia's long arm? Everybody who's got a child knows that's like the icker thing of Pasha Shmoy's. The kids come back from Heider, whatever, or Gan with the picture of the long arm. Yeah, Rashi brings it to a medrash. Everyone, everyone knows what I'm talking about, yeah? The Batia, the Batia pulled out Moshe from the yard, from the Nile with a long arm. Okay. No, I never heard anything about that. So we're going to discuss that. Um, also, an interesting thing, Bas Paroi is also called Basia, yeah? Not in the Chumash. She's not called Basia in the Chumash, but the Gemorta, the Chazaltas, she's called Basia. Imagine that, two names, Bas Paroi and Basia. The daughter of Paro and the daughter of God. What? What's going on? How could you have that like being called Russia and Sadik at the same time? Okay. Um, another thing. What? What's with the Teva? Why did we put the Teva? What? Not with the test, with the tough. Why did Moshe go in a Teva? Okay. And then also, why is the Nile called the Yor? You from Russia or? Okay, in the same pasuk that we learn about, that Rashi talks about Basia's long arm. I'm calling her Basia, by the way, although the, the Chumash calls her Baspari, I, I prefer to call her Basia. Um, the Rashi talks about he. The, I'll tell you the Rashi. The Rashi says, "I'll give you the the, the psukim as we go along." This is on um, pasuk um, base hay. Okay, um, and it's the Rashi there. That he says on that same pasuk, he tells us that the um, it says the yad ha'yor, and it the like the al yad ha'yor like on the bank of the Nile, and it says sheyad ha'adam samuchaloi that the hand of a man is close to him. In the same pasuk, the Rashi tells us that that Basia's arm like flew out. Yeah, is the same pasuk that Rashi Rashi tells us that the concept of yad is that it's something close to. That's what it means yad. On the on the bank of the Nile is called liyad yor, which means like just like a hand is close to a person, so too the um, the uh, means on the bank of the Nile. Okay. Um, also, when Haroi got angry about the Yidden, um, when Moshe came and talked about whatever, and, and Paro got all antsy about what Moshe was doing, Rashi tells us what he says. Um, he says, um, the Possum says, the Tafriyasamasov, that your Tafriya is Russian Paro, by the way, to be Mafriya, yeah, to disturb is Russian Paro, and it means to distance. You try to distance them from their work. The whole Pasha is about close and far. It's all very interesting, yeah? And then this is a really, really Big question that I never heard asked before that I thought of a little while ago, a couple of years ago, that was really important. What was the punishment of, well, what was the punishment that Hashem, once that Eden started getting antsy, what did Paro come back and say to everyone? He put a knas on the Eden. What was the knas he gave? The children have to be used? No, no. 
That wasn't knaf. That you mean in the bricks and stuff? No, that's a that's a different thing. The knaf. No, no hay. Exactly. What kind of craziness is that? Everything was working fine. Obviously, there was a whole chevra collecting the hay, collecting the straw. What and you and now you're going to make the yidden go and get the straw. You didn't gain yourself anything, bichlal. I mean, Avi, you just jumped out. The question was, what's with the punishment of making the yidden collect the the straw for the bricks? Make them make more bricks. Get something out of it. Why make them go? And it says Dafka, keep the quota the same and just go and get the. So that, so basically, Paro is going to end up with like a bunch of Egyptian chevra who are just sitting around like smoking cigarettes and talking about the football. Why? Why give them a canast? Make them make more bricks. Why? Why? You hear the question? And then, what is the kesha? Why is Shabbos the benchmark of Yiddishkeit? If a Yid is not showing a Shabbos, you can't trust his shechita. You can't. He can't be an aid for you by your chuppah. He can't. V'chule, v'chule. Yiddish, the, Shabbos is like the benchmark of our Yiddishkeit. What's what's the kesha? Okay. Okay. So we're trying to answer these questions. It's a very beautiful idea. We know the ideas. I don't think they're going to be any chedushim here, but we'll see it. We'll see it all connected to the parsha as Rosh Hashem. Okay. So the pasuk says. Um, oh, the Rashi says es amasa, pendasha es amasa. So when it says es amasa that she sent her hand out, it says emas they darshaned amasa es yada means her hand. Nistabva amasa amois harabe. It extended many, many. Um, it extended a, a long way, so that she could pull Moshe out from the, from the river. The Teva, the reason why Moshe was in the Teva, the Teva means a word, yeah? Anyone ever wondered why when you point to the, there's a minag by some people to point to the Torah by Hagba with the small finger. Yeah, you seen the minag? People do that? So one of the inyanim is, is that what they're showing in front of you, you can't see the Torah. How can you see the Torah? You can't see anything that's important. You can you can't see a person. You just see their goof. When someone dies, yeah, the person's gone. But the goof's exactly the same as it was there. I've never seen Bukhashem Hashem shielded me from from ever seeing literally from ever seeing anything bad. Literally, Mamash. I don't know why, but he's done that for me. But when I was a kid, my friends watched another friend of mine get knocked over and killed in front of their eyes. And they're completely atheist, secular kids. And I just remember one of them saying to me, like, I saw him on the floor and he just, he wasn't there. It's just a body. He wasn't there. So you can't, you know, you can't see a human being. You just see a body. The body allows you to know there's a human being there. You can't, nothing that's, sacred can be seen nothing how can you see the torah you don't see the torah the torah is concealed within that scroll that's being lifted up that scroll symbolizes the torah just like my body symbolizes me so moshe was in the teva meaning the word when you see a word yeah the meaning of the word is within the word 
The word's just exactly like a goof. A goof and a neshama. The neshama is the meaning. I could say to my wife, I love you. Yeah, those words, are, those words contain, they're a clee, they contain the feeling of the love. I could also say, Aniohevotach. Or I could, and, I, and, and conversely, I could say it in a different language that she wouldn't understand it and wouldn't mean anything. So the teva is, is, symbolizes the inion of the goof of the Torah. Moshe was the, was the neshama of the Torah. Moshe was Ramesh the Torah. Moshe MS was Swasoy MS. Moshe was the Torah. So he was in the Yeur. Yeah. It came down from the house of Levi, came down the Yeur, came down the Nile, that line of the Yeur, Yud Aleph Vav Resh means the uh like a like the, the light comes down from the light. This is the symbolism of the of the Or Ain Soif. There was the Or Ain Soif we've learned about, and then there was the Khalala Panui. Yeah, the empty, vacant space, which everything took place in. And Hashem sent his Torah, which is concealed in words, down what's called the Kavem Tzai, down this line of light. Yeah, down this line of light. That's the, that's the, that's the, uh, that's the, um, that's the, that's the side of, of, of Moshe coming down the Ur in the Teva. Yeah, the, the, the Torah Kadosha being enclosed within the words coming down from the highest place, coming down to the lowest place. What's the lowest place? The lowest place on earth is Mitzrayim. That's the lowest place. That's the point of the Torah. The whole point of the Torah is because Hashem was Misavah Deir Batach He wanted to come down to the lowest place. How does Hashem come down to the lowest place? With the Torah. He enclosed himself in the Torah, in the Gashmias Dikah, in the Dioi, in the Oisius, in the tables of the Torah. And through that vehicle, he allows himself, he uses that vehicle to bring himself down into his world, into the lowest place. He needs to come into Mitzrayim. He needs to fix Mitzrayim. Who's the person who is Zoycha to pull this Teva out from the Yor and, and take this, take the take the child and, and bring the Torah out is Bas Pare. Basya. So let's hold what we just said for a minute. It says like this. We do, we said this in the question, but I'll just recap. We, we, I'll just mention it again quickly. The Pasuk says, this is Pasuk um, base hey. Uh, and the um and the uh and her she went down to wash by the by the Nile and her maidservants went with her on the night on the bank of the Nile, like we said. The Teva as the Teva, they saw the Teva, they saw the Teva, the uh whatever the cradle, whatever you want to call it. Um, in within the rushes, the tishlach es amosavati koheha, and she sent out her arm extended and she pulled it back. And Rashi says over there, that the the reason why it's called the yada yoya, yeah, the bank of the Nile, is because the yad of a man is close to him. Therefore, 
The yad of the Nile means the part that's close to the Nile, which means the bank of the Nile. What's the meaning of the yad of a man being close to him? <laughs> See, the yad of the man represents our action, my sir. Yeah, we've got three modes of behavior. Three modes of behavior are... Thought, speech, and act. Yeah. So those are all symbolized by the hand. Those are all symbolized by the hand. It's the, see, it's called levushim. Behavior in Hebrew in, in Hasidus is called levushim because levushim is how you interact with the world. You can't go out of your house without clothes on. Yeah, you want to go, you can stay in your bedroom without clothes on. You shouldn't really, you should be under the blanket one. But, but, um, for other reasons you can't but but you wear your clothes to go out clothes are the way that you interface with the world and they're not you as we've said many times yeah a person can do contradictory things meaning you can go for a run and then an hour later you can be eating pizza and smoking a cigarette yeah you can say one thing <laughs> Av is laughing why are you, why are you laughing so much <laughs> I hit I hit a button there. No, it's, sometimes <laughs> it's my schedule. It's my schedule sometimes. But yeah. Yeah. So so we can speak one way and we can say immediately something negative some against them behind their back and uh, speak with a forked tongue, it's called. Yeah. Uh, and we can think contradictory thoughts. One minute we can think we're the best thing in the world, the next minute we can think we're mummish nothing. So, so Levushim are not us. Yeah, they're not true. You act, you behave, you do, you think, you speak, you act. But but that's not you. A person of this world has a very difficult time distinguishing between himself and his Levushim. And that's the union of the snake, by the way. One of the biggest differences between human beings and animals is clothes. No animals wear clothes. The clothes of animals are built into them. And the animal that's most clearly demonstrates this is the snake. Why? Because the snake sheds its skin. We go to the shop, buy clothes and put them on. The snake, once every six months gets rid of its clothes. Where's its new clothes come from? They're generated from inside. The whole union of the snake is that it and its levushim are echad. The whole union of a human being is that the man wears his levushim. They're not him. They're separate from him. So the hand that symbolizes our koyach of which means our behavior, by, by nature, the yad of a man is close to him. That's the nature of the human being. The nature, the default nature of the human being is that he identifies with his, with his thinking, especially, also with his speech and also with his actions. That's the nature of a man. That's the default human aspect of the man. And don't forget the human element of the man is actually very animalistic. That's why it's called the Nefesh of Bahamis. The human element of the man is a very, very advanced animal. 
Yeah, just like you could say, I mean, it's a different phyla, but it's still a very advanced animal. The the um, the uh, the yid, on the other hand, is of a completely different kingdom. When you say different kingdom, it's not of the bria bichlal. So the yad of a man is close to him. The default, the default perspective of a human being is that he identifies with his thinking, with his speech, and with his actions. He doesn't see a difference particularly between him. The person who's zoicha to Torah is the one who can separate himself from his levushim. And that's the union of Bas power with her long arm. That it took the extending of the arm that by default is very close to a person, the person who was zoicha, to extract the Torah from the Yor was the person who was able to extend their arm away from themselves. They were able to make that differentiation and say, I'm not my thinking. I'm not my speaking. I'm not my action. Therefore, I'm responsible for my th thinking, for my speaking and for my action. The person who is an animal responsible, could you hold an animal responsible for killing Someone, you can't. You wouldn't hate a, a tiger eats a, a person's friend, yeah. You, you. I mean, you might want to shoot it just for the fun of it or something, but but you wouldn't feel like the same way as if a person killed someone. Chaz v'shalom. An animal's not responsible for its behavior because an animal is its behavior. That's the Indian of thinking that you are luyavushin. How can I change my thinking, my speaking, and my action? And that's me. No. The whole union of Torah is that you're not your thinking, you're not your speaking, you're not your action. Your thinking, your speaking, and your action is your project in Oilam Hazer. You're here to fix your thinking. You're here to fix your speaking. You're here to fix your action. You're not your thinking. You're not your speaking. You're not your action. So by default, the human condition, which is largely animalistic, the hand is close to the person. But the person who's like a Torah is the one who can extend their hand outward and make that separation, that differentiation between their behavior and who they are. And then they're in a position to, to affect their behavior, which is the purpose of Torah. The purpose of Torah is to behave correctly. Everything else is a bonus. You are high of to fulfill the Tayyag mitzvahs. Finished. It's hard for you, don't care. Doesn't matter. It's easy for you, don't care. Doesn't matter. You are hired to fulfill, you are hired to act correctly. That's it. In regards to how you feel internally, yeah, now that's a whole different level. And that's, uh, you know, let's work on it. Let's make it geschmack, et cetera, yeah. But you are hired to put on to fill in every day. You don't have an excuse not to. Yeah, you are chayev in shochan och. That's not, that's not, um, what's the word? That's not, um, um, what's the word? It's not optional. There's a better word for it, no? Not optional. It's not up for discussion. Whatever it is, that's our behavior. Behavior is thought, speech, and action. And the whole premise of the Torah is that that's in your ability to affect you are able to affect your thinking. Let's say the other way, you're for sure able to affect your actions, as we said many times. Yeah, the guy just 
that guy, you saw the guy scratch your car, your brand new Ferrari with a key, yeah? And you're just about to mummish. He's small as well, so you can really, like, beat him up. And then someone pops out of nowhere and says, I'll give you, I'll give you $100,000 if you don't do anything. Yeah? You put your hand down and give a big smile, pat him on the back. Yeah? And any, anything, there's always a price. You can always stop the action. You can always stop the thing, the speaking. And you can also stop the, the, the thinking. You can distract your mind and think about something else. You can't just discontinue thought. But we're chayev, as yid, and we are chayev. You never have a heta because you were angry. Never ever have a heta, a heta because you were angry to say something unpleasant to your wife. Chazvasham to do anything unpleasant to her. But there's never a heta because you were angry. That's not a heta. Always the benchmark of behaving correctly, and that's the foundation of the, of the Torah. And that's Basia's long hand. So now we go and listen. Listen to what what goes on from here. So, what does? What does Paro now say? Listen to this, it's Moyadik. Paro comes along, Pasuk, hey, Dalad, yeah, 5-4. He says, The king of Egypt says, Why, Moshe and Aaron, are you that you are being mafria, the um, the people from their um, from their mycem, lechu lechu sechem to go and to um, to take it easy, whatever. Rashi Rashi says, okay, tafu es ha'amemasov. Listen to this, tavdilu v'sarchiku oisem melachtam. You are trying to distance them from their melacha. You're trying to distance them from their malacha. Paro was, that's, see, the, the, the role of the Yid is to make that separation between himself and his garments so that he can fix his garments. The avoider of Paro in the world, Paro is the opposite of Torah. The avoider of Paro is to keep the Yidun identified with their malacha. Their malacha is their behavior. So Paro is saying to Moshe, why are you trying to separate the Am from the Malacha? Get, leave them alone. They're, all, they're identified with the Malacha. They're, once you've identified with your Malacha, once you're identified with your Machshavadibu Maisa, that's it. It's finished. You, you've just become like a snake or an animal. You're just, you, what, who, who's there to fix them? If you are your thought, speech and action, then who's there to fix the thought, speech and action? And that's what Paro was concerned about. So he said, Tavdilu, Why are you trying to be mafri of them? Why are you trying to separate them, to distance them from their malacha? And he says like this, that they should hear you. They should hear you. And they should take it easy. What does it mean to hear you? That's the way. That's how, that's, how Moshe is helping the Yidden is by having them hear him, not to see him, but to hear him. Just like the only way you can be affected by somebody is by listening to them, not by looking at them. You can't be affected by somebody through seeing them. The real way. 
the real effect, the real way that you're affected by somebody is from listening to them. And the deeper you listen to them, the deeper you can be affected by them. So Paro tells us that. He says, number one, don't try and distance the Yidim from their malacha. I've got them just where I want them. They are absolutely identified with their behavior. That's what I want. By how? By listening to you. And the chem, again, remember the chaf is always the, the person, the kesa, the, the etzen person. By listening to the person himself, we're not going to allow that. So now what's the response? What's klipa? Someone give me definition of klipa. An illusion of Taking yourself this is just, the other side, the what? oh shell peel. Yeah, which is yeah. What's that? That is means to an end. You're gonna say that means to an end. Kleeper is means to an end. Malacha is means to an end. Like we've said many times. Yeah, you you do zoira, so, so you do choresh. Harisha, so you can do Zoira, so you can do Koitzer, so you can do Maima, so you can do Zoira, so not Zoira, Zoira. You each, the Malachas are all process, processes, yeah? They are means to an end. You don't just plough a field, have a ploughed field, it's not an end unto itself. You plough a field so you can plant the seeds. You don't plant the seeds so you can plant the seeds. You plant the seeds so you can harvest them, so you can gather them, so you can eat the bread. That's malach. Malach is a means to an end. So the power says, stop distancing. Stop distancing the Yidden from their malach. Building cities, yeah, which is what the Yidden were doing, is one of the most means to an end things you can ever do. You don't build a house for the sake of building a house. You build a house for you to live in it. Building a house is a means to an end. Yeah. Listen to the goddess of this. Listen, this is this is so choshev, so amok. So, what did the Kleeper then say? What was the Kleeper's response to the Yidden getting all riled up and ready to go and serve the Abonisham, get involved in Tachlis? The Kleeper's response was, we're going to get you deeper into Kleeper. We're going to get you, not, it's not enough now the means to the end. We're going to get you involved in the means to the means to the end. Go and collect straw for the bricks. Now we've taken you a step deeper into Kleeper. You're not just involved now in the means to the end, the building of the cities. You're now involved in the collecting of the straw so that you can make the bricks, so that you can build the city. That's what the clip is trying to get us into, to get us deeper and deeper into the means to the end. Because means to an end goes, you know what the very, very first thing is? If everything's a means to an end up until Kedusha, what's the very beginning of the whole thing? Racious Goyim, Amalek. That's racist goyim. They're the very first step. They're the means to the means to the means to the means. They're the, the bottom of the entire pile. They have to be eradicated. 
So Paro is a very Paro, the whole the whole hashkafa of the klipa, Yemach Shemoy, is to bring the Yidden, not just to get more involved in the, the, the means, but to get involved in the means to the means. Everyone's with me? Pachad, no? So now, Paro says, just to bring a few more sukkim to show you what's going on. So Paro says, Yeah, the next pasuk, hey ches five eight says, "Ves did so small." Maskoines levenim asher heim oisim timol shulshon simolehem lo tigu memenim. Don't don't do less than don't do less than what we said. It says like this: "He nirpim heim." Nirpim is a very interesting lashon. Yeah, nun reish pei yudmem nirpim heim. They're becoming near him. And therefore they're screaming out and they're saying, we want to go and, and pray to our God. We want to go and make, make, be to our, to, to Hashem. Near him is close to the notion of Rafua. Ki near him, it's coming, it feels like it's coming to, to, your words, Moshe, are healing them. They're hearing your words. They're listening to you. And that's healing them. So Rashi says, <laughs> That their heart, therefore, is turning to batala, is turning to, like, emptiness. That means bittle. That means to... To, to, to being ready to be over the Shem. That's the Russia on this Pasuk, 5.8. That their heart is being poine habatala to, to, to become mm. battle and to serve you, Abayna Shalem. And he says, Nipim, ha-malacha refuya biyadam. And the, and the malacha is becoming refuya biyadam. It's becoming loose in their hand, weakened in their hand. This is the whole avoider of, of Geula. And the whole agenda of the and the whole agenda of the Klipa. You hear what's going on under the under the under the surface is Moyodi. Okay, to answer the last question, so why is Shabbos the benchmark of the Yid? We just said because Shabbos is the the distancing ourselves from means to an end. It's getting involved in Tachlis. Tachlis are Shemayim Va'aretz. That's why Oineg. That's why Shabbos and Oineg is synonymous. Why? Because Oineg is never a means to an end. Oineg is always an end unto itself. That's why Shabbos is Tachlis. Tainug, Oineg is what causes you to do everything. But you never do Tainug for a reason. So that's the Kesha to Shabbos. So that's why the whole, the whole, the bench, the benchmark of Yiddishkeit is being Shoma Shabbos. Is this being able to separate yourself from the means to an end and, and becoming kashor to tachlis? So let's just, we'll finish off. I had another whole thing to say, but I don't know if there's time. Probably not. Or maybe I'll say it very, very quickly just because it's very beautiful as well. But so Basia's long arm was because she was marchik, her hand, which symbolizes her, her behavior. 
she was the one who was Zoncha to pull Moshe out from the Yor because she could distance herself from her behavior. And that's the whole Tachlis of Torah, is that you have to know that your behavior is your project. It's not you. You're here to fix your behavior. And that's why she was called Basia and Baspawi. She was Baspawi, but this was when she became Basia. When she dis- when she when she revealed that she was not she was born to Paro, but she was she re- she was revealed that she was Basia, that she was really the daughter of God. Yeah, and that's why the Kesha with the Tabor is that Hashem hid concealed himself, the Indian of Moshe in the Tabor, which is the word. So the Torah is concealed within the words of the Torah. That's, by the way, why the Torah begins with Bayes, yeah, Beratius, Barilokim, and why every Duff of Gomorrah begins with Bayes. Why? Because we are searching for the Aleph. The Aleph is the Alufashal Olam. The Aleph is Hashem himself. It's not enough that you just open the, the, the Gomorrah, you just do your Duff Yomi. You need to do your Duff Yomi because you're searching for the Abonashlonim. That's why you're doing the Duff Yomi. That's why the Gomorrah begins with the Bayes, not with an Aleph, because the Gomorrah is telling you, don't think just because you've opened me up, that you know what's going on. Yeah, you need to be searching for the Aleph. That's the point of me. And then Rashi says the hand is close because the nature of a human being is to identify with his behavior. And Paro screamed about the distance between the Yidden from their Malacha because the whole Indian of the Klipper is to have the Yidden kashur to their Malacha, identified with their behavior. And that's why Paro then, his, his response was now collect the straw. I'm going to get you deeper into Klippa. We're going to get you into the means to the means to the end. And Shabbos is the bench, benchmark of Yiddishkeit because this is the foundation of everything, making a separation between your thought, speech, and action and who you are, because that's our job in this world. Should be Zoyka. I'm going to take, we have another couple of minutes, just another few minutes to say something else quickly. We'll have to run. I, I, I'm, I'll say it very quickly. But it's it's really it's really demands a lot of time. But um, it says in the in the it's really a very beautiful thing. But it says v'anachnu v'yanchu b'nei Yisrael min avoida. The yidden groaned. Yeah, v'yanchu v'yanchu means they groaned or they will. Yeah, they groaned. The Yanachu, they groan from the avoider. Which pasuk? Um, it's pasuk. That is a good question. Didn't write which. No, I didn't write which pasuk it is. Oh wait a minute! I think I can tell you. Yeah. Also, today's a yom yom. Base cuff gimel. They groaned, which is different from Sa'aku. I'm going to leave out all the Orchayims. There's loads of beautiful Orchayims that explain the part. I'm just going to give over the idea because I also have to, I have to run. The Indian is, see, which is an Indian of Tefillah, everybody, the Orchayim says that everybody has a different cry. Everyone cries out differently. Everyone's Tefillah is unique. But Ya'anachu, when everyone, when anyone groans, it's always the same groan. It's always the same. So it said the Yidden all groaned together. The Anachum, they groaned. That was why, because 
it was touching their tsar. It was coming from tsar. Tsar and oinig, that's why oinig and neger, the same oasis. See, the, the madrega of Rebbe Akiva was that he reached a place where he realized that there is no difference between a pain and pleasure. It's just experience. It's just your mind puts a certain thing to pain and a certain thing to pleasure. But really pain and pleasure is called experience. And like we said many times, Descartes said, yeah, I think therefore I am. He really should have said, I experience pleasure or pain, therefore I am. You know that you are, not because you think you're not, you know that you are when you're experiencing pleasure, when you're experiencing pain, it's the same thing. But in Oilem Hazer, after Chet Eitzadas, we made a big differentiation between pain and pleasure. So pleasure is the tachlis, and we're always searching for pleasure. But the avoidance of pain is also a tachlis. And we're trying to avoid pain. They're this, it's the same place in the soul. It's not really a place in the soul. It's the essence of the soul, the pain and pleasure. So we groaned because that part of our soul had been, again, it's not part of the soul. It's the essence of the soul had been poked, so to speak. And that sounds the same. Every yid groans in the same way. And I just, that's, that's the Indian of, this is gonna. This is a very helpful thing for for Tachnan. What do we say? Tzadikim anachnu v'loi chatanu v'anachnu b'aveseinu chatanu. Yeah. So Tzadikim, we're not gonna say that we're Tzadikim. Um, our fathers were Tzadikim v'loi chatanu v'anachnu b'aveseinu chatanu. But we and our fathers sinned. Yeah. You can read it like this. Aval anachnu. Yeah, Loshan Anocha, Loshan groaning. Aval Anachnu, we're groaning. Why? Avisainu Chatanu. Because of the Averas of our Avisainu, yeah, not that we're absolving ourselves. We find ourselves in this lowly, lowly situation, yeah. You read this Adoras. That's not our fault. It's not my fault that all of the Yidden until now did funny stuff and we're here now or the rest of the world, wherever it is. But anachnu, yeah, that's what we're asking for the Bonish Lone to see. That 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 that's all we can do now. Anachnu. That 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 groan that comes from the very showish of who we are. That's the Indian of Tachnan, is going back to that most sacred, sacred place of who we are. We cover our head and we say, Avaanachnu Khatanu. Avaanachnu. But we're gonna uh, but we groaned. That's the Indian. Anyway, there's a lot of beautiful Orchans. You can catch them if you want to look at those Sukkim. I'll put it on the uh, on the B'nai website. Okay, we should be zeicher to groan to Kedusha. As well as Amen. Chazak Baruch Amen. Thank you. Have a great Shabbos. Pleasure. Good Shabbos. Good Shabbos. Thank you. Chazak.